Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. Uh, Waylon is here with me. You may hear him licking me in the squeaky chair that we're both sitting in together. But we have a special guest with us today. And this is not a dog professional, but I will tell you that there are a lot of dogs that call her auntie. And she's a very dog savvy human being. But she is with me today because we are going to talk about the human end of living with dogs. And we're going to give you some tangible steps you can take to cope with your own emotions and feelings about your dog's behavior. But without further ado, I wanted to introduce my beautiful human friend Peggy to you. She is a life coach and spiritual advisor, and she is going to share her expertise with you all today. So we're going to jump right in, and we're going to talk about one of the things that we think we can all do better, definitely when it comes to our dogs, living with them, training them. And and that's really just being aware, not only of their triggers. I know a lot of you have reactive dogs and your dogs can be very uh, triggered by things in the environment. But what we really want to do is help you deal with your own awareness, maybe things that trigger you that you hadn't considered before. So without further ado, Peggy, say hello to everyone. Hello everyone, it's a pleasure to be here with you and Waylon today. I look forward very much to our conversation. Yes, okay, so tell us more about awareness. When we're talking about our own awareness, what can we be looking at? Well, um, I think that the main thing with can keep us aware in any situation is, is our breath. It's important that that keeps us present and that we are breathing. So oftentimes our knee-jerk reaction is to hold our breath when we become stressed and that sends signals to our body to essentially freak out. Our nervous system's like, what is happening? Why am I not getting oxygen? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. All systems are on edge. So to keep that away and to allow us to stay in the present moment and to stay aware Um, maintaining our breath, whether it be just slow, deep nostril breathing to keep us in our bodies and also in the moment is very important. Um, Being aware of your environment, making sure that you're maybe looking around like, okay, right now I'm sitting in a room. I can note things about it that's keeping us here mentally. Um, That's helpful because our mind jumps to a million places all the time so easily. I can be sitting here and looking at you and looking at Wayland and my mind is somewhere in New York City eating pizza or something, you know? <laughs> so by by making sure that I'm just breathing slowly, deeply, I'm keeping myself aware, I'm keeping my body calm and I know that I'm in a room, it really helps with, with being aware. Um, so calling attention to little things that may be going around you will help that as well even sounds any sensory thing you can call attention to that's happening around you will keep you here in the now well and like okay so everyone we were talking before we started recording right and and peggy said this beautiful thing right that like breathing is free we can we all have to do it to live 
but it's it's really ironic how often we forget to actually keep breathing, right? And I know so many of you who have complicated dogs, right? <laughs> you do that a lot, right? You kind of tense up, you stop breathing because you're so focused on the dog and you're so concerned about their behavior. And what we want to do is encourage you, even in those tense moments, to do your best to try and breathe. Maybe think about one other thing, right? Like, oh my gosh, okay, that bird is singing right now. Okay, me and the dog are here. We're in this present moment. And this is something that I think we can really take our dog's lead on because dogs are really great about living in the here and now. And I think sometimes we just have to take their lead, right? And something that Waylon encourages me to do almost all of the time, and most of the time I <laughs> I accept his invitation, is just to find joy because he's so silly. Like he wants to stop and roll around and be silly. And I think that sometimes it's really easy to just be like, oh my God, Waylon, let's keep going. But I try to remind myself, right? Like when he's being silly like that, like just be in the moment with him right there, right? And breathe. And it, it's it's hugely helpful for our ability to move forward from that. Yeah. And I think also an interesting fun thing would be to put yourself in, in your dog's perspective when you are walking, you're both enjoying something outside. If you're on that walk and maybe they are attracted to some birds and which you can look at as well, you can follow each other's curiosity in a way that may help you appreciate your dog's just mentality more and also will keep you there in that moment with them enjoying like you're walking you're noticing like even different uh patterns in the road or or bumps in the path that you both don't trip over because you're just together in unison you're doing this thing and it should be something that you can both enjoy that doesn't need to be a, a dreaded something Oh, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, many of you that have been on this journey with me over on social media and on the podcast, right, is like, I really try to soak in what it's like for our dogs, right, to exist in the space and appreciate that with them, right? And when we can be in that space, it just offers this ability to connect with them. And that's so much deeper level, right? Instead of being like, oh my God, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, right? It's so much easier just to be like, this is wow, you must smell something really good. Wow, thank you for looking at that bird and bringing it to my attention, right? So I think that there's a lot that we can do in our awareness, but I think that there is a fine line there, right? And being um, maybe too acutely aware that all you can do is scan and look for things in the environment that you're worried about in your dog. But what we really want to encourage you to do is try and shift to breathing and taking in the moment and believing that you and your dog can do whatever you face together. Yeah. And also focusing in on the joy of what you're doing. Um, you brought up something really, really awesome and interesting. When I go back to it is like, you're thinking of what could go wrong or what the, oh my gosh, or fear, like say, you know, your dog may have a, an aversion to a garbage truck and you're like, you see it, they don't yet. And you already start tensing up and freaking out and possibly holding your breath. Your dog's going to pick up on that. Our animals are so sensitive to what's going on with us. And they're so acutely aware that we can give off that vibe. They're going to know something's up. So if it is the garbage truck, perhaps even just like gently turning around and going the other way super casually. So it's never a thing. You've already bypassed the potential 
um, for an incident, um, but also remaining with your with your companion in that moment as well, and just like thinking about what you're enjoying about the day, like the fresh air. Say you're in the in the woods, you know, and your dog is off leash and they're in a stream. Like, wow, that's wonderful. You can enjoy that cold water because I couldn't do that. And they're just <laughs> loving it up, you know, like instead of, oh, no, you're all wet, all these things. They're like, wow, they're going to dry off. It's going to be fine. This is a nice moment. You know, just giving your yourselves the opportunity to coexist in whichever environment it is and just allow yourselves to be. Yeah, be, literally. Just be there together in that moment. And I know that so many of you have complicated dogs, right, in busy places and you don't feel like you have the ability to, like, be in that peaceful awareness with your dog but I think that there are glimmers of those moments right and like you know you have my admiration admiration all of you who are out there doing the work with these dogs that are not easy but the more we can look for those little little glimmers the easier it becomes to see the future (laughs) of what you and your dog can do together right because I know that so many of you come to me seeking help and you just feel like it is never gonna get better right like you feel like you're stuck in this position with your dog and while obviously right like that's what we do we help you (laughs) with your dog and we focus on the dog but so much can be gained and so many beautiful possibilities can be had when you are willing to do some of that inner work so that when you're showing up for your dog you're as close to the best version of your dog guardian self that you can be. And the dogs usually can rise to that occasion, right? And like Peggy is saying, you know, like all of our dogs are so acutely aware of what we're doing. And sometimes it feels overwhelming, but if you can be just a little bit more aware, you can take that deep breath and you can be like, okay, I'm here. We can do this together. Your dog's going to be able to meet you in that space. Not always, but most of the time. And I feel like it just, it starts a bit of a, a tide change, right? Where you can feel like hopeful, right? That it's going to get easier for you and your dog. And you know, what dog trainers don't want you to know is that a lot of that is you, right? Like a lot of that is your own self-work and it's not always just dog training. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So Something else that that Peggy and I were, were talking about is some of the patterns, right, that we fall into as humans. And I know that I fall into a lot of patterns with my own dogs, some of which are great, some of which are not great. But Peggy, do you want to talk about some patterns that listeners can bring to their attention? Because if we don't realize that we're doing it, we can't really change it, can we? True. Absolutely. I find that if something is keep happening, obviously, like, that's a definition of a pattern, right? So if you do have something in that realm, like, oh, it's always this. Well, it doesn't always have to be, right? Once you're aware of that, there's that word again. I think that's, like, the that's the, the word of the day is awareness. <laughs> Once you become aware of a pattern, start to wonder and, and consider how, what can I do to shift that? In a beneficial way for myself and my companion in a way that is causing the least amount of stress and is going to get the results that you also desire. Say if it's a behavior change of your animal, okay, what are you doing to potentially um, 
to um, sometimes even instigate that pattern of happening. Perhaps it is something that, that they are cued on by you that initiates that reaction. So it's more self-awareness. And, and once you have that, you can start to develop ways on, on how to make a shift in a positive way because it's got to be beneficial for it to work. And, you know, any type of change we try to go about a lot of times in life through uh, negatives or consequences or punishments aren't fruitful or long-lasting and um, oftentimes backfire in a worse way than the initial problem was. So looking at those moments, like, what can I possibly change differently? Just like how I said with the garbage truck, you know, like... Just gently turn around. How quick and easy that is while breathing and keeping mindful <laughs> that, that, that the little shifts can change with just a subtle shuttle, a subtle, a subtle shuttle. <laughs> just that, that small shift in your even perspective, how can I make this beneficial? Like what's the least invasive way of creating a positive change. And this is true in our own lives, you know? Take a pattern of, of negative thought behavior that keeps you down in, in like a low vibration state, but also unable to facilitate a change for positive when you're stuck in that thing. Like if you're thinking, I can't, I won't, I should, I could, those are not empowering statements. So how do you shift that into, I am? And this is, and you start to think also about your desired changes. You think about what you want to be the outcome as opposed to what you don't want. Because it's so much easy, it's so, so easy for us to think of all the things we don't want on a daily basis, right? It's like the easiest thing. And we get programmed to think like that. But when we shift to our do wants and what we would like to happen, that opens up the opportunity for those things to really start to come, especially when you're working with, with animals and even people. Like, yeah, you work with some difficult people in an office or, or just even in your general vicinity, treating them as such and anticipating them to be difficult will only allow that to continue and to hold a space for that difficulty. But if you create a small shift with, say, a smile, some kindness, it could shift for you into something that's better. You know, um, a lot of times things are not as they seem face value, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's one of those things too, like everyone, if you listen to the last episode, I think my exact words were your dog's behavior will never change if you're not willing to change your own behavior. And I think that like, you know, evaluating our patterns of behavior, especially with our dogs is hugely helpful because, you know, like you're saying, right? Like if we can take a breath and support our dogs and get them out of that situation instead of reacting to what they're reacting to, right? We have this opportunity to really change the dialogue and so much more easily get to the desired outcome, right? So Peggy and I were were chatting before we started recording and she was telling me about her neighbor's dog who she knows the dog's name really well because the people are constantly yelling at it. And I think that yelling is definitely a very common pattern of behavior with our dogs. And, you know, it's one of those that, like, I'm not immune, right? We're all, we're all looking at our patterns and doing our best to change. And I yell at my dog sometimes, too. But 
Waylon is certainly a dog who has taught me that if he is having a, an intense reaction or big feelings about something, if I come to him and I react to his reactions, it makes it so much more intense, right? Because he's like, oh, you're bringing it. Okay, we're bringing it. We're doing this together. And when he is having a hard time, right? Like he's barking and lunging at something. If I can meet him there and I can just take a deep breath and be like, hey, buddy, like, let's, let's move on. Let's do something else. He is so much faster to calm down and come with me and move with me in the direction that I want him to come with me. And, you know, I know that you all have heard me talk about this a lot, right? Like we don't want to react when our dogs are reacting. And I think we have to evaluate some of those patterns of behavior where we're just literally reacting to their reaction instead of having a thoughtful response. You're not diffusing in that moment. Yeah. So giving you you the opportunity and the power to become the diffuser is huge because you're meeting that maybe aggression or those feelings of anxiousness, whatever it may be on that spectrum of feels with calm, with support. It's, it's okay. Like, I've heard you say, like, good boy. Like, acknowledging their good behaviors is so huge. So often, and this is why I know my neighbor's dog's name, because it's constantly the no. Cosmo is their name. <laughs> Cosmo, no. Cosmo, no. I have never, and it breaks my, it hurts me. Like, I'm almost tearing up saying this, that I have not heard a good boy, or I love you, Cosmo, or yay I need no praise and it breaks me like I'm, I want to cut a hole in the fence and be like can I just I know can Cosmo come live with the Auntie Peggy can I just give him a hug my god this poor creature the complex that this dog must have like my goodness so like those positive reinforcements that love and that calm state and also like yes this is a special creature that gives so much love unconditionally we don't need to like sit down with our paw and paw for a treat for them or for them to love us. They're just going to love us. Like we owe it to, to any animal and a lot of people around <laughs> us to just to try to be as compassionate as possible. It's, it's huge and it's so important. Um, yeah, I really think that kindness goes a long way. Um, and just maybe, you know, think about, okay, why is my dog freaking out right now? I can't be that freak out. I got to show this dog support. Okay, right. you know, it's like you you consider what you would need in a moment when if you're having big feels. And you're like, damn, I wouldn't want someone to yell at me. That's terrible. I want someone to be there for me, hold space for me, allow this, to, let me get it out, and then I'll be okay. It's like, oh. <laughs> and it's like so much of that consistency too. Just like consistently... One, trying to be as calm, right, and supporting your dog as much as you can. But the more situations, right, that like you and your dog are in, right, that are, are difficult for you and the more repetitions you get of being calm and showing up and holding that space for your dog, that's when you really start to see that really meaningful behavior change that we're after, right? And the dog can be like, okay, my person's got me. They're going to support me, right? They can help get me through this. And, you know, I think that all breeds are different. All breeds are different. But bully breeds, Amstaffs in particular, they are so, like, full throttle, as you have all heard me say about Waylon so much, right? Like, just so full throttle. And it's like, if they're going to be at a level 10 and you come with them, they're going to stay there, right? And we're like, all right, we are at level 10 right now. 
But I've, I've learned a lot. And that's definitely something that I've learned with Spicy is that like when she is at a 10, I show up at like a two and then we get to like meet in that middle. Right. And she can be like, okay, all right. I didn't need to care so much about that thing. Right. I didn't need to be so intense about that thing. Everyone, I just want to give you a visual right now. Waylon and I are sitting in the same chair together because he didn't want to be left out. And he was just like licking me. He's giving me like a neck bath right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Waylon, Waylon. Yes, I know. It's so fun that you're a part of the podcast. It's so fun. Feel good? I feel like we we touched a lot on patterns. I feel like patterns are a pretty hot topic in the world of self-change and and growth around now like that people are becoming aware of them and that they are easier to identify because I mean it's like how many times does it have to happen before I learn my lesson perhaps or by me changing my response to this pattern or my choice is going to create that change change creates that change so yeah just that a word awareness being aware of those patterns and then working on developing okay what's my goal here what do I want to change how do I get there absolutely absolutely and I think too you know it's like I've done several podcast episodes on this topic but I want to get your perspective on it too but it's like you know I think sometimes we get stuck in these thought ruts right of like oh god my dog is so bad at this right oh god there's such a pain in the ass in in this context and and sometimes sometimes it's really just about changing the story we're telling ourselves about our dogs their behavior how other people perceive their behavior absolutely absolutely and that's that's a like a reframing of of something as well and that's also a shift in your mindset you're telling yourself this negative thing and it's it's continuing that same negative story. Now, if you want to tell yourself something else, perhaps again, like focusing on what you do want. My dog is awesome. My dog loves me unconditionally. He's so friendly. He's hanging out with Auntie Peggy right now. Oh my God. She loves Waylon has shifted to getting attention from Peggy, everyone. Um, so like focusing on those like positive things about the things you love your about your dog. Like, wow, my dog can do this or you know, um focusing on what what did go right. What did go right? Okay. What could be better? Not what sucked, not what was horrible. What could be better? Okay. That's still like shifting that. Those words hold weight and they do weigh differently. And I would much rather try to to focus on on empowering statements and and things that are shifting things towards the positive and, and the want side rather than the getting stuck in the in that thought spiral of here we go again. He's going to pull at this moment. I just know it. Okay, well, you're programming that to happen. You're inviting it. So it's probably going to happen. And instead of maybe envisioning, use your imagination. Envision the perfect walk and just things going exactly how you wish. It can happen. Absolutely. Maybe not the first couple tries, but once you get a consistent change in your own pattern and your own reframe, that story will start to unfold and take place. And it's really beautiful when we can create those changes in our lives because we can, we are super powerful and it just takes a simple like determination 
and commitment to those mindset shifts and overall change can happen. Oh, it absolutely can. And you know, it's like, it's one of those things too, that we just have to remind ourselves that like, we're doing the best we can, but the more we can envision what we want, we can be aware, we can be present in those moments with our dogs. I always joke, right? Like dogs don't necessarily speak English or whatever language you speak, but they speak intention, you know? And it's like when you can be thinking while you're leashing up your dog before you go out, you're thinking about like, okay, we're going to have a really good walk, right? No matter what happens, we're going to enjoy each other's company. We're going to make the best of it. The dog feels that before you even get out the door, right? And like, you know, if we can set that intention and we can really commit to doing the best we can with our dogs in those moments, I I promise you as a bare minimum, you are going to feel way more at ease on the walk and you're going to feel way more satisfied afterwards, right? Because I know that a lot of you are fatigued, right? You're fatigued from the complications of living with dogs Uh, who don't behave in cookie cutter ways and throw wrenches in your life. And, you know, I know that a lot of you have heard me talk about this, but I think that if you can just rise to the occasion instead of resisting, (laughs) right, you can just rise like, okay, this is the dog I have. This dog is here. I love this dog, even though they're difficult. When you can be in that space, you get to grow too, right? Like you get to evolve and you get to be more than just feeling burdened by this difficult dog, right? Like I have learned some of my most significant life lessons from animals, right? Like I've learned so many things from them. And I think when we shift our mindset to being like, what can they teach me today? How can I be better because of what this dog is teaching me and how I'm having to grow? It's it's a much more beautiful place to exist. Yeah, you really made a inspirational thing happen in my brain it's like acceptance okay here it is and then from acceptance you can adapt into ways that will yield what you want and also expressing gratitude like this is my situation okay i love this creature i'm gonna do my best for it how there's your adaptation you're you're making that shift possible as well But acceptance is huge, too, because that's like on the other side of resistance is acceptance. And that allows for flow. It allows for change. It allows for growth. And also, like, such a deeper connection can be established with your animal as well. Once you just, like, accept it, let it as as it is, and you go about, okay, so what are we going to do with this? I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you so much. I'm going to love you through all these struggles okay they can you can feel that they trust you that there's so much more a sense of safety within them to like probably allow you to introduce some things that maybe weren't hip to their behavior before but since you have that like you've got that trust you've got that connection you've got that love and understanding and acceptance wow Am I talking about humans too? Holy yeah, God. right. No, oh my God. God. It's, it's <laughs> so You know, we're all living beings. We all have feelings. We all have patterns, you know, and we're all just, just trying to just be the best people and animals and live our best lives, you know, and, and with simple steps that may be difficult to integrate at first, 
But once you start to welcome them and develop them into practice, change happens in a beautiful way and things start to open up in a, in a really nice nice way. I don't like to overuse the word positive, but it is positive. It's beautiful when you can grow more love and you can grow more understanding and appreciation. All these things are awesome. So like take and a it's, moment. Okay. And <laughs> it's going to affect more aspects of your life than just your Absolutely. relationship with your dog too. Right. Okay. So I want to touch on something cause I think it's really important. So If you are listening and you're like, this sounds really good, except for my dog is really complicated and I'm not sure I can do that in the moment with them. We want to encourage you to take time outside of your role as the dog guardian, right? Outside of your role of whatever other role it is, right? Like if you're a parent or you're a spouse or whatever, right? I think that sometimes we need to give ourselves grace and do something without some of the things that can be stressors, which I know sometimes your dogs can be stressors. Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I mean, this is so important to take care of yourself. You first. And there's got to be five minutes at the day at some point, at least, if that's all you have, just to, to be with yourself. Um, focusing on something that brings you joy. Again, like, if your dog's the st- uh, a stressor... You meeting them as a stressed person is only going to exacerbate that stress. So if you have an activity or a hobby or something that brings you joy, that helps you activate your bliss or bring you just a a peacefulness, um, I'd say absolutely do that at least once a day. Even if it's reading a book at maybe the end of your day or taking a little bit of time in the morning for some stretches or breath work or journaling or whatever it might be because everybody's different. We all have our own different um, preferences and what we like. But making sure that you're making time for yourself and also like filling your cup in a way will help enable you to give in a more graceful, patient way to not only your pet when they're having difficulty, but also the people around you. It will help you shift into um, like a more compassionate existence as well because taking care of yourself is so important and in making sure that, that you are operating at your best, number one, because you're responsible for an animal and possibly kids or a husband or a household or a business or anything, you know, like... It can't operate. It can't happen without you. So taking care of yourself is is first and foremost so important. Um, you know, even if it's three extra minutes in the shower, getting a, a different soap that's your favorite, that evokes your joy. Awesome. Get that soap. Do it. Like, get that happy on, um, and it will help you um, not only deal with situations with your pet, but also uh, things that happen in your life while also maintaining your breath. And being in your body, but like all these things combined, it's a really lovely foundation to be able to handle whatever waves may come during your day or while you're out adventuring with your pet or even at home with your pet because things happen, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, and I think it's one of those two, right? Like everyone, we want to just give you permission to do it without the dog if you need to also, right? Like I know that a lot of you listening care so tremendously for your dog and you want to do everything you can for them, but you can't give everything and not fill your cup and I know that some of you don't have the the luxury of being able to fill your cup when you're attached to your dog which I totally feel right so like if you need to just you need to go for a walk and not take the dog you need to go for a hike and not take the dog that's okay too right like we love our dogs right we love our dogs Peggy is honorary auntie to our whole clan of dogs But, you know, sometimes we all just need breaks and that's okay, right? So if you need a break from your dog, do something without your dog. That's totally fine, right? Um, And like Peggy is saying, right, I think that like, you know, breathing, staying present, being in the moment. I know that's like a very trending topic and I mean, I think it should be. But I think that, you know, you all have to look for the thing that's going to help you. But I'll just speak from a personal standpoint, right? Like, my morning meditation is what sets the tone for the day and allows me to show up as best as I can. And part of my morning meditation is focusing how I'm going to show up and be the best dog guardian that I can be that day. And I think that that's a really easy thing to think about. It's, you know, it takes time, but I think that, you know, developing some sort of like stillness, intention, meditation, I think can be so, so helpful for navigating life with our complicated dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Peggy, do you want to, um, do you want to talk just a little bit more about how you support people through your business? Well, I offer life coaching, spiritual advisement, as well as different areas of hypnosis. So um, a lot of times people will use it for weight loss or certain little behavior mods like I want to wake up early in the morning or I wish to do, I mean, it could be a matter of anything really. Um, <laughs> but I mean, a lot, of, a lot of things are also thought reframing, just a just conversation. And also um, I offer meditations as well. Um, which actually will be attached to this episode, you will find a link to an 11-minute guided breathing meditation um, that I created. My company is called Stay True Wellness. And um, you're welcome to listen to that and have that at any time you wish when you need just a moment to press pause on your day and breathe. And a lot of, uh, a lot of people come to me looking for... Um, ways to develop a better relationship with themselves and understanding on how to make time or create subtle changes that can lead to such big things and overall their path of growth and transformation. It's really beautiful. Um, so I meet people with, 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 with what, what is your desired goal? And we can go from there. We can, we can offer the, through hypnosis and coaching is a lovely a uh, way to incorporate um, discussing your goals with your subconscious mind in a relaxed state of ease to help you bring those goals into your conscious life. Mm. I love that you just hold space for people where they're at, right? Like, where are you and how can I support you? Absolutely. Open right. open container and it's a safe, a safe space. And I think that that's very, that's important yes. for, for sharing. 
Yeah. Okay. So everyone, I want you to check out the guided meditation. So when I first started meditating, I could never have done it without a guided meditation because my mind was ping ponging like crazy. I could not. <laughs> I was like, are you supposed to just have like a bazillion thoughts like poking around your brain? I don't think that's what meditation is. And a guided meditations were so huge for me because then I, it took a lot of that like uh, ping ponging of my thoughts away because I could just stay focused. Yeah on the guide and what they were telling me to do, right? So I'm so glad that you created that. And I love that 11 minutes is very tangible, right? Like everyone, I feel like we can give ourselves 11 minutes a day (laughs) to listen to the guided meditation. Okay, so um, if they want to connect with you, Stay True Wellness is obviously your business name. Tell them you're on social, right? Yeah. Tell them all the details. Instagram, it's there are underscores in between the words. Because, you know, handles. I know. Oh, my God. We'll include a direct link to that in the show notes, everyone. Yeah, so it is Stay True Wellness as well. Uh, There is a Facebook page. Um, Instagram has the most activity. And also my website, staytruewellness.com, is uh, available as well. And also, like, with meditations, there's nothing to do. Our brains are so wired to do. Yeah. And our, our life, we're always doing. This is just being. Just being, simply sitting, breathing, and being. It's it's such no a relief. No it's such required. a relief. Honestly, <laughs> it's such a relief. Everyone. Oh my god, Peggy, this was such a good episode. Thank you for Thank joining you me. Thank you so much for having me. It was my honor. Yay! There are loads of ways to support this podcast. Many of you have left reviews. Many of you have shared this podcast with your friends and family. But we've created another way for you to support this podcast by making a monetary financial contribution. You can choose from a one-time contribution or making a small monthly Thanks contribution. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.